What's up, sandwich heads? Today on Steve O's Sandwich Reviews, we've got the tips and tricks to the best sandwich order. And it all starts with this little guy right here Pepsi Zero Sugar. Partial to pastrami, craving a Cubano. Yeah, sounds delicious, but boom! Add the crisp, refreshing taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar and cue the fireworks. Lunch, dinner, or late night, it'll be a sandwich worth celebrating. Trust me, your boy's eaten a lot of sandwiches in his day, and the one thing I can say with absolute fact every bite is better with Pepsi. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. This is Aaron Frail, author of Time Burrito. You are listening to Terry's Mysterious Moments. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Hello everybody, this is Terry with another Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to talk about some hauntings or mysteries that are not in the United States or North America. Because it's cold here in South Texas and I need to go somewhere where it's warm. So we're going south, south, south to South America. And I want to tell you some stories from a few places in South America. We're going to start this little tour in Lima, Peru, at the Grand Hotel Bolivar, B-O-L-I-V-A-R, in Lima. Constructed in 1924, it sits proudly on the Plaza San Martin in the historic center of Lima. There have been many celebrities who have stayed there, including Orson Welles, Ava Gardner, John Wayne, Julio Iglesias, and San Carlos Santana. They have a list of ghosts in that hotel. There's a woman in white. No other explanation. There's the ghost of a long-dead former employee. No other information. And there's a ghost of a woman who supposedly committed suicide by throwing herself from one of the windows of the hotel. Now, that can be a downer on a trip if you walk into a ghost that killed themselves. I don't know how often these things are cited. I don't know who has reported them. Uh, there's not a lot of information on that, but... The Grand Hotel Bolivar in Lima, Peru is not that expensive of a hotel to stay in if you happen to go down there. Moving on, we visit the White Lady of Real Felipe Fortress. The port of, I'm going to mess this up and I'm sorry, Calao or Cayo, C-A-L-L-A-O, I think it's Cayo. 
She is called the Dama Blanca, the White Lady. Never mind that she has no feet, so we really can't tell how tall she might be. But she appears at midnight at the gate of the Torreon del Rey, or the King's Tower. She's said to be the ghost of Michaela Villegas. And I'm sorry if I mess these names up. Spanish is not part of my language training. Michaela Villegas, known as La Pericoli, Pericholi. She was an entertainer and a mistress of Manuel de Amat y Juniette. He was the Viceroy of Peru from 1761 to 1776. He is also the man responsible for finishing the construction of the, uh, of the fortress there. There are other specters which include soldiers, prisoners, and the disturbing ghost of a child of about two. And the strange thing about this child's ghost is that you can see, they say you can see his footprints on the cold stone floor of the fortress. This is a quick tour, so let's move straight on down the road. About a hundred miles southeast of Lima, along the coast, is a small village that I believe is called Luna Juana. They say it's a fine spot to go checking out the wine and to check out the rafting. And of course the village has, quote, a dark past, unquote. It is said that in the 1880s, during the War of the Pacific, and I regret to say I don't know what the War of the Pacific was about, but it sounds like a colonial type thing. Chilean soldiers broke into the house and slaughtered the occupants. And the story goes there either because they were Peruvian or Italian. That's why I say it was obviously a colonial grievance of some kind. The story goes that the granddaughter of the massacred family moved in sometime later, but she and her family fled the house due to sounds of hauntings connected to the massacre of the family. They never returned. Later, a plan to convert it from a home into a hotel was trashed due to the history and the history of the hauntings. A group of Lima teens camping nearby saw lights and heard music coming from the place. They went over to the house to find out if they could crash the party. Only there was no party. There was no sound, no nothing, no occupants, no lights. The house was dead as its former occupants. One of the teens was so scared that he turned and ran into the nearby roadway where he was fatally struck by a passing vehicle. Maybe he's added to the hauntings. We traipse back up to Lima, the government palace. Former president of Peru, Alan Garcia, admitted on record that government palace has at least one entity. 2011, which was near the end of his time, he admitted to La Noche Es Mia, 
apparently a program there in Lima that there were strange things going on in Government Palace and I don't think he meant weird political deals I think he meant things of a ghostly nature because this included a visitation frequently by a long-ago executed governor who casually strolled about the palace about 3 a.m. There were also reports by many employees of a duende, an elf or a goblin, in the palace garage. It apparently caused several employees to seek medical and mental health help due to the critter. Apparently, duendes can cause quite a lot of havoc when they're seen. Okay, let's ease over to Cusco. There's a house on Safi Street. It's a derelict three-story house. It's unfinished. And it's a little ways from the Plaza de Armas. Do all of these cities in South America have a Plaza de Armas? Uh, San Antonio does. So I was just wondering. A homeless hideaway or a drug user's hideout is what this building has become. The three-story house has a bad rap. Local legend tells of a man who beat his lover to death. Also tells of a family, a very large family, found dead the next morning without reason or cause given. The neighbors won't enter the house, won't come near the house because of the noises and cries that have been heard from the house. They stay away from it. There are those who have braved entering the place, and they haven't braved very long. They scared quickly and left. In 2012, there was in the Valparaiso region of Chile, <coughs> excuse me, a cult leader named Ramon Castillo, who had been accused of the ritual killing of a three-day-old boy. The child, thought to be Castillo's child, was killed because he was thought to be the Antichrist. Castillo fled Chile, only to meet his fate in Cusco. He was found hanging, dead, from a beam in the Safi Street house. Local residents say the house forced him to kill himself as punishment for his crimes. The house is undergoing renovations. Will they help? Hey, let's rebound back to Lima. A place called Casa Matusita. That's a Japanese sounding name because one of the early owners was a Japanese man. The Casa is a two-story building at the intersection of Avenue Garcilaso de la Vega and España. History says an early owner ran a shop downstairs and lived with his family upstairs. This is the Japanese man. One day he went upstairs to find his wife in a compromising position with another man. He took a knife to those two and then later to his own two children as they returned home from school. Some stories say that he then took his own life. No other info. Another cheerful story of this house tells of a latter owner, a later owner rather, a brutish man who mistreated his servants and 
the servants decided as a way of getting back at the man, they put a powerful hallucinogenic drug in his meal. But it was not just his meal, it was a meal given to the man and a group of guests. They wanted to give the man some frightening hallucinations, but it got out of hand. They heard noises and screams from the dining room. And then, silence. The servants re-entered the room to find carnage. Their victims had torn each other to literal pieces. All reported hauntings are on the second floor, which is pretty well sealed off from casual traffic now. Here's a strange note about the place. There are those, possibly of the conspiracy theory groups, who believe that none other than the bad old U.S. government is responsible for the ghost stories in an effort to limit spying on the American embassy, which was right next door to the Casa. But that's a hollow claim as the embassy isn't there anymore. In more recent stories, a priest was called in by the first floor shopkeeper because of noises upstairs. The priest went upstairs to perform an exorcism and was soon heard screaming that he heard the tortured spirits talking to him. Then there was silence. They say the priest died of a heart attack. In the 1960s, an Argentinian TV personality, Humberto Vilches Vera, took a dare to spend seven days and nights on the second floor of Casa Matusita. After only four hours, he fled the building screaming. Some say he left his mind there. I read that a movie has been made of this story, starring the actors Malcolm McDowell, Skeet Ulrich, and Bruce Davison. It was to be released in September of 2016. I have no information that it was released. Let's go up to the north of South America, to Argentina. I'm sorry, not the north of South America. The, the downward Atlantic side, to Argentina. To the Pampas country. That's not P-O-M-P-O-U-S. That's P-A-M-P-A-S. Where the gauchos ride herd on cattle. A place called Caro Quemado. There's the story of a colonel, uh, apparently of the Argentinian army, who rides in search of his soldiers who were killed by Indians during the time of those troubles. Now this sounds a lot like a nightmare caused by the movie done in 1966 called Savage Pampas with actors Robert Taylor and Ty Hardman. It's a very similar, uh, some of the story is very similar to this one. I don't know if that may have had something to do with the movie being made or it was just something that somebody had written. Let's bounce back up to Venezuela for one short story. And that's the story of the Silbon, or Warbler, which is described as a ghost that has a terrible backstory that I won't get into, who is said to whistle as a death omen. There's another story that tells that the Silbon is the ghost of a womanizer who seeks company because he's alone. So his whistle can enter the ear of, of the person hearing it and freeze the person so that he can take them. Now, if it's going to be a woman, obviously, 
the sound is clear. I mean, if a woman is going to die, the sound is clear. If a man hears it, it's blurred. It's not quite a whistle. It's something else. That's about all I have. I couldn't find any stories from Brazil, although I would really like to because I've been to Brazil and it's it's a place that could be spookified easily. But that's what I have for this week for Terry's Mysterious Moments, episode 43. And on this, the last day of December, 2017. Yes, this is New Year's Eve. It's 1.22 a.m. here in San Antonio, Texas. And I'm just finishing the recording on this, and I'm about to send it in for production. But I want to thank you all who have listened over the last several months. And those of you who will be listening over the next several months as we continue with Terry's Mysterious Moments. I hope you find these stories enjoyable or informative, uh, maybe even scary. I, I do not intend to scare people, but I just want to bring out some strange things from, from the world. You can reach me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com If you have a comment, if you have a story, if you have a suggestion, please send it to me. I'll make sure that we discuss it, get it on the air, and I would love hearing from all of you just to let me know where you're from. So, that's all I have to say for this week. Remember to listen to Aaron over at Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. And the other Aaron at Aaron's Horror Show, uh, the first Aaron is on Monday, the second Aaron is on Tuesday, and this Terry is on Wednesdays. Anyway, thank you for listening. I want you to have a good week and have a happy, happy new year. And be safe. Be safe. I want you around. Thanks a lot.